Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Matthew Betts and Matt Okada. And welcome back into another injury recap episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, this is your host for the evening, Matthew Betts, doing a solo recording here tonight uh, without Okada. If you've been with us before, obviously you know how this goes. I am a sports and orthopedic physical therapist. And so, you know, for the Red Shirts pod, it helps to kind of provide a, a unique uh, perspective on injuries, how long people are going to be out recovery timelines, all those things. And so as that uh, kind of voice for our podcast and our website, this is what I'll be doing all season long, you know, a short 10 to 15 minute podcast, just recapping all the injury updates that you need to know from the Sunday action. This podcast does not include Monday Night Football, unfortunately, just with scheduling, it works out better to do all the Sunday games. So uh, you'll get this all season long. And if you're a new listener, thank you so much for checking us out. Uh, look for us to drop a second episode this week on Thursdays with Okada. And then again, we have that Patreon episode coming out every Friday or Saturday morning, again, depending on what you know scheduling looks like for us to get that out for you all. So uh, three podcasts a week. We keep you, you know covered here all week long here on the Red Shirts Pod. But let's go ahead and get right into it here with the injury recaps from week three of the regular season. We'll start at the quarterback position. Not necessarily anything new to talk about here. The only update I have for you all is in regards to Cam Newton, who is battling that left midfoot sprain. He's going to be ruled out for week four already. Uh, it's it's not looking good for Cam this season. Okada and I talked about it last week, and there were several concerns for Cam Newton from a performance standpoint entering the season, which Okada brought up, saying you know everything he's hearing at the NFL Network says that. There's concerns about Cam Newton's new throwing motion to try to protect his shoulder. I said, I'm not worried about his shoulder really at all. And then, of course, we have a new injury to talk about. So that, that kind of all is out the window at this point. Uh, we're talking about a midfoot sprain for the left foot of Cam Newton, which he aggravated last week uh, in week two. Obviously didn't play in week three. Again, now he's rolled out for week four. I think it's going to be a situation where they just keep him healthy uh, as much as possible this season, and that means they're not going to rush him back. So, if you're relying on Cam Newton, you know I really would not feel confident about his Week Five ability, uh, much less Week Six. So, we're going to have to definitely look. I think a few weeks out at least till he's really back, you know, to 100. percent And the reason for that is whenever you're dealing with a sprain, which is a, a you know an injury to a ligament at a joint, when you aggravate that, it takes longer to heal. So. I, you know, I was said, you know, from the start of the season, I think it'll be a couple weeks before Cam Newton's back. Of course, he came back from the week three of the preseason to play in week one of the regular season. So that was correct. But now we have this aggravation. I think it's going to be a little while before we see Cam Newton. Next up, and, and definitely the biggest one of the week, has to be Saquon Barkley. Largely the consensus 101 out there in uh, in draft season. Saquon Barkley dealing with a right high ankle sprain. You could see it when the defender tackled him there on the sideline. Kind of pinned his uh, foot to the ground and basically caused the ankle to collapse inward, which is how those high ankle sprains happen. It's a rotation at the lower leg, which stresses the ligament that connects your two lower leg bones together, which is your tibia and your fibula. And these are pretty nasty, especially for the running back position. Uh, the initial report after the MRI today came out saying he's going to be out at least four to eight weeks. 
that seems about right for me. If I'm a betting man, I'm going to take the the over on four weeks for sure. And I think it's probably upwards of six to eight if we're being realistic. Um, the other thing to consider is the schedule. So for Saquon Barkley and the Giants, they go on by in week 11. Obviously, we're entering week four. That's about right for him. So I wouldn't be shocked to see them sit him through the bye week looking at a possible week 12 or week 13 return. The issue here is that um, these can be pretty nasty to come back from as far as pain. And so if Barkley is feeling good and the team decides to get him back out there too early, it's kind of fool's gold because straight line movements usually feel fine You know, as, as pain and inflammation comes down and swelling. Straight line movements usually feel pretty good, but as soon as he starts to cut and plant on that leg, that's when he can get into trouble. So I would not be shocked to see him start to do things in practice a couple of weeks before bye, maybe week eight, week nine, week 10, but I would not expect him ready for game action until at least week 12, which is a bummer because obviously if you drafted Saquon Barkley with your first round pick, you're going to be without him for a little while. Next on the list here, LaShawn McCoy. Uh, This is just an aggravation basically of the same issue from last week. He got banged up in week two with a right ankle injury. You know, and entering the week, I was telling people, and I I joined the the Ball Blast podcast girls, uh, Kate and Michelle, who are fantastic. Definitely go give them a listen on their weekly live stream. So you can catch me there doing injury updates on Sunday mornings at 1130, right before kickoff. And I was telling people, LaShawn McCoy is my biggest injury concern of the week. And what does he do? He goes out and puts up two touchdowns. But the thought process was still correct because he only got 11 total touches. It just so happens that if you're on the Chiefs, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's it's just a, a good offense that even if you play a limited amount of work workload and snaps, you're still going to produce. So uh, he only got 11 touches. He only played in 26 snaps. So again, the, the injury concerns are real. The thought process behind my decision to say I'm concerned about him is real because there was a video released Sunday morning about an hour before kickoff of LaShawn McCoy literally literally limping into the stadium. Uh, so, you know, it's just one of those things where ankle injuries, they're so likely to recur if you're coming back too soon, which he definitely was. And now there's news coming out that he re-aggravated that same injury. So we just talked about it with Cam Newton. Whenever you re-aggravate these ligament injuries, it takes longer to get back. The The news out of Kansas City this morning with the press conferences are, are all positive, saying, you know, he should be fine. I think he'll be able to go. And maybe he does. But again, I caution you because Damian Williams is coming off of a knee injury and he could be good to go this week. We could see a scenario where LaShawn McCoy is active but only plays a few, tu- you know, a few uh, snaps or touches. So... I would just caution owners, despite the optimism, I'm still concerned about this turning into a multi-week injury for LaShawn McCoy. However, if we go off his track record from this past week, I do think he suits up this coming week. Last running back to talk about is Ido Smith, who is in the concussion protocol. Um, not really too much to discuss with this. Obviously, this is a situation that we just monitor the practice report and kind of see what happens day to day. The standard of care for concussion is basically allow symptoms to recover, meaning uh, headaches, you know, sensitivity to light and sound, um, concentration issues, that sort of stuff. Let that all come down. And then from there, slowly ramp the athlete back up into more activity, get their heart rate up, see how they respond and, and that sort of thing. So definitely watch the practice reports here. See what Edo Smith is doing. If he's trending in the right direction, he has a chance to play. But again, these injuries are non-linear. So just because he starts to practice on Wednesday, doesn't mean that he will finish practice in full on Friday, he could have a setback and, and that sort of thing. So these players have until Saturday to get cleared 
from the concussion protocol. Watch those practice reports this week. On to the wide receiver position. T.Y. Hilton re-aggravated his right quadriceps strain uh, on Sunday. You could see on his touchdown reception, he basically took himself out of the game, walked off to the sideline, limping, motioned for the trainers to come with him to the locker room. So you, you knew he wasn't right at that point. And just anecdotally speaking, whenever an athlete, you know, knows right away that something isn't right, it's usually a good indicator. I, I usually tell people and tell my patients, you know your body better than anyone else does. So if you're not feeling right and you know you injured yourself, then usually that's more severe than not. So for T.Y. Hilton, you know, the team is on bye in week six. I would probably say he sits out until then, or at least he should sit out until then and come back in week seven. Again, we just talked about it with LaShawn McCoy, with Cam Newton. Now a muscle re-injury. Those take even longer than ligament to heal. So T.Y. Hilton, if he plays this week, and I own him a few places, I will not be playing him. The re-injury risk is just too high with that type of injury. So T.Y. Hilton should stay on your bench this week. But again, we'll see what he does in practice. He could surprise us uh, and get back sooner than I think. But again, I'm not feeling great about T.Y. Hilton here over the next two to three weeks. Next on the list is Julian Edelman. He exited early with a chest slash ribs injury. You kind of see when he was walking off the field, grabbed for uh, the side of his chest and his ribs, went into the locker room, got an x-ray. Fortunately, those x-rays uh, came back negative. The x-ray encompasses basically you know, your breastbone, your, uh, your ribs. It looks at uh, your lungs. So it, it assesses basically the most important things in and around your chest wall. Uh, outside of your major organs, of course, and that all came back fine, which is great. Uh, I think this is a type of injury where it's going to be a rib contusion and basically uh, be a pain tolerance issue. So for Julian Edelman, he's going to play in pain, no doubt, next week. Uh, I do think he's going to play this week. I think he's going to be listed as questionable. The Patriots are always the type of team that's more conservative with their injury report. So you're going to see him probably with a DNP next to his name on Wednesday maybe even on Thursday, but I think he gets in a limited practice at some point this week and does play through the pain uh, come week four and uh, and basically play with either an injection into the ribs to kind of calm down inflammation and pain and or wear what the quarterbacks wear, which is a flak jacket to provide a little bit of extra cushioning there. But like I said, you know, Julian Edelman, tough guy. He's probably going to play through this. Josh Gordon is also on the list here. He dislocated his uh, his finger on his left hand. I couldn't tell by video if it was his pinky or his ring finger, but basically uh, kind of got caught in either like a jersey or a face mask. And you could see them on the sideline. He was in a ton of pain. They basically popped it back into place. And whenever uh, you do that, it reduces the pain immediately pretty much. So um, then, you know, trainers taped his fingers together. We call that buddy taping where you just tape the two fingers next to each other together to kind of create one continuous finger. Uh, it doesn't really limit your catchability too much so long as it isn't a thumb injury, which obviously for him it wasn't. He even came back in and caught a touchdown. So I have no concerns about Josh Gordon. Again, he may be on the injury report this week, but he's going to be fine. He probably will play this week. Last on the list here, Alan Hearns uh, entered the concussion protocol. Huge hit from Jeff Heath, the safety from the, the Cowboys. It didn't really look malicious. Uh, at the time, you could kind of see Jeff Heath and Alan Hearns both going for the ball on a crossing route, and I think Heath just kind of missed him in his peripheral vision. Huge collision, though. Al, you know, Alan Hearns fell to the turf immediately. He had that rigid posture, which uh, is always scary, but it's basically a, a quick reaction from the central nervous system or your brain, and it usually tells us that player is going to be 
having a concussion. And of course, that is in the news here with Alan Hearns. Same story as Ido Smith. Even though Alan Hearns' injury looked really scary, it doesn't mean he won't play this week. Uh, however, I mean, it's it's less likely than Ido Smith, I'll say that. But if you remember, just uh, two years ago, I think it was, uh, Devontae Adams took a horrific shot on Thursday Night Football. Uh, you could see his mouthpiece fly, laid there motionless on the ground, and then came back and played the next week, which was shocking despite going to the hospital. So uh, you never know what these things, again, they're nonlinear. It doesn't mean that just because each day gets better, he'll be fine. We truly just want to monitor how he responds in practice this week. Tight end position, Jimmy Graham aggravated the groin injury that he entered the week with. He was questionable entering uh, Sunday, ended up playing through the injury. He's also battling a finger injury on top of that, but that's not really what was the concern entering the week. It was the groin. He aggravated that groin injury on Sunday and now has a new quad injury. So a short week, the team plays on Thursday Night Football against my Eagles. And these teams that play on Thursday always have to submit a practice report for injuries even if they don't practice. So the teams were off on Monday today, but they still you know, released a practice report as if they would have practiced, and they listed Graham as a DNP, did not practice. So I think things are trending the wrong direction for Jimmy Graham. He's not really getting much utilization at all anyway. He hasn't caught a pass since week one. But even if you know, you're know you relying on Graham in a deeper league, I would definitely look elsewhere. I don't think he plays on a short week. Last uh, player here on the list, Vance McDonald. Dealing with a shoulder injury, left the game early and didn't return yesterday. The exact details here are a little bit unclear, so I'm kind of in the dark with you guys, but I did see a video of McDonald going up for an overthrown ball by Mason Rudolph. Took a pretty hard hit to his left shoulder as he was elevating for the ball and then landed on his right shoulder. So I'm not sure if he's listed on the report because of his left shoulder or his right shoulder. We're just going to have to want to monitor this and see what's going on uh, because, again, I, I truly don't know the details here, but monitor those practice reports. Let's see if any more details come out uh, and we'll see if we can get some more information there in Vance McDonald's case. Uh, Last segment here this week, I just want to get into a couple of questions from Twitter, uh, which I'm going to go ahead and do each week here. For this type of recording, let's let's keep these questions uh, still injury related. Feel free to drop us any mailbag questions you have for start sits, trades, all that kind of stuff uh, on our normal weekly recording, which we do on Wednesday night. So drop that to us on Twitter at redshirtsffpod. You can look for me at PT, and I'll put out a tweet every Monday asking you for, for questions. So I have two for you today. The first one comes in from Kevin Nail, which shout out to our, our writing staff. This is one of our writers at redshirtsfantasyfootball.com. Kevin does a great job. Follow him on Twitter at KLNail, N-A-L-E 22, uh, and look for his content to drop on the site. He asks for an AJ Green update. So the update I have with AJ Green is that uh, there isn't much of an update, which I guess isn't super helpful. But uh, Zach Taylor, the the head coach there, said he doesn't really want a timeline for AJ Green's return. They don't want to be pressed up against the clock, which I actually like from a rehab perspective. I think it helps truly get the athlete back to 100%. And the bad thing with that is, of course, and we don't really know when to expect him back. Here's my guess. Last week, he was on a treadmill running, which is a fantastic step in the right direction. But he also told owners, this is AJ Green, uh, told uh, media, I should say, that the projected six to eight week recovery timeline that the media had gotten was not correct and was overly optimistic. So, you know, I, I find it hard to see a scenario where we see AJ Green 
on a field before mid-October, despite the positive news coming out that he's running. The issue with these high ankle sprains and these injuries uh, to the ankle joint, specifically causing some of those rotational stresses to the foot and the ankle, is that straight line running, like I said uh, earlier in regards to Saquon Barkley, is not usually a concern. It's the planting, it's the cutting, it's the pivoting, it's the jumping. So I would really temper expectations. I own AJ Green in one place, and I've been trying to get rid of him with this news because I still have injury concerns with the right big toe injury from last year. He did have surgery on that in the offseason. Um, so it's one thing to really keep in the back of your head. Even if AJ Green comes back from the left ankle injury, he still has that right toe injury to uh, to hold him back a little bit. So I'm I'm definitely not confident in AJ Green for the rest of the year. Next question, Brendan Marsters on Twitter. How many weeks would you estimate for Saquon based on my, on your experience? So in my experience, uh, usually six to eight weeks is about the right timeline for a high ankle sprain, which was reported uh, by Ian Rappaport today. So that's probably more correct than not. Like, like I said at the top, you know, always hedge longer with these types of injuries. Um, they can linger. They're pretty rough to come back from. So I would say six weeks minimum, but I would expect Saquon back after that week 11 bye. All right, everyone, that does it for this week's injury recap episode. Thanks so much for checking us out. If you like what you hear, please head over to your your podcast app, drop us a rating and review. It really does help us out more than you know. It helps people find our content, which we really appreciate. Follow us on Twitter at RedshirtsFFPod. We've got a Facebook, same handle at RedshirtsFFPod, and Instagram, same handle at RedshirtsFFPod. Find me on Twitter at TheFantasyPT. Find Okada at Matt Okada and check us out online at redshirtsfantasyfootball.com. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at redshirtsffpod and check out our website, redshirtsfantasyfootball.com.